You're going to be very sad. <laughs> you're going to be very sad. That's okay. You'll hear it on the playback if you listen. Yeah, It's, it's kind of weird. You may not want to. Um, I guess we can, what? Oh, did it go away? Yeah. Uh, well, I can always play it. Let me see. Oh, there it is. Okay. So, I, I, so Tim is our sound effects guy tonight because we don't have uh, Chris here. He may call in, but I don't know. We'll see. All right. So, I guess we can get started. We don't. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, all right, here we are. This is Motorcycle Man Podcast, episode 111. Ooh. And uh, we got a great show tonight. It's called The Shit House. Uh, only, yeah. <laughs> only because we have we have a, a guest joining us. We do? Yes, and we do. And who is that, Ted? We're, I don't know. Should we say? No. Okay, fine. Let everybody guess. Say. We're just going to let everyone guess <laughs> who it is. It, it, we won't let his southern accent you know, intimidate you at all. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Throttled Podcast, way down nope. deep south nope. in uh, Alabama. <laughs> and drum roll, please. And go. <laughs> Mr. Kevin hey, McKinney. Yay. Hi, Kev. Hello. Right, how are you? Glad to be here. Thanks for having Good. me. Good. We, we need to turn him up a little bit more, maybe. Do you want to turn him up a little we bit We do. More? We want everyone to hear what he has to say. What does he have to say? We don't know. Nothing important, I can tell you that much. <laughs> no. Well, we're going to see, because we're gonna, cause you're going to be a major part of the show today. And that is scary. Majority. Yes, I'm, because we I'm got, can... we got nothing. <laughs> 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 That's not true. We got stuff. So I am Ted, um, a.k.a. Wrong Way. <laughs> and where's, see, look, that's what I get for my sound effect? Hmm? Where wait, is wait, it? Wait, wait, uh, that was easy. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. That'll do. And also, uh, we don't have Chris here to do the monkey sound. So, uh, uh, yeah, and I'm here with uh, I'm here with uh, Tim. Yes, Tim Buck Two. And Hello. and also Kevin McKinney. Uh, we have to make a sound for Ke- for Kevin. What kind of sound can we get? Because he won't hear Shut it until le- he won't hear it until later. So I'm okay. okay. <laughs> I heard Arnold barely. There you go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, um, hey, Kevin. Do you ever do you have a nickname, like a rider name? You know, I don't. You um, don't. <gasps> yes, and, and see that that scared me because <gasps> I was thinking earlier. You know, they're going to do the nicknames, and they're going to try to find one for me. You, I, 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 really wait! Oh my God! <laughs> I I I have I, get to the show. I have given nicknames to a lot of people. I, I know, and that's what scares me, is so, I have no. heard everyone that you have given out. <laughs> <laughs> so I Did have, you know? I have to make sure to not say Re- anything. Yeah, well, no, it's okay. Because it's okay. What do we know about Ken? <laughs> Kevin, what do we know about him? I, I, unfortunately, I know way too much. But it's okay. But you know, uh-huh. did you know? Did, I bet you didn't. Rich doesn't talk about this, but Rich Warfield from uh, the Loud Pipes podcast, I gave him his nickname, and he doesn't talk about it. Yeah, I, I, most people don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, just so you know, his nickname is Spitball. I never heard that. Yeah, wow. yeah, he doesn't talk about it. And of course, you know, Rico's nickname is Princess. Yeah, yes, yes, we know that. And, and you know, John over there, he has like three or four nicknames. Yeah, they, they give him one. Seems like about every about every quarter, he gets a new one. Yeah, I know. So we'll have to. And, and so, and then of course, I, I gave uh, Charlie Borman his is, is broken. 
That's his nickname. No, was it broken? It's broken. No, yeah. I thought it was yeah. something else. No, it's broken Borman. <laughs> broken Borman. And he goes, no, it'll stink. And so I said, too bad. It stuck. What you need to do is somehow get that to, to Ewan. And yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> oh, then it will stick. I, you definitely. <laughs> then, it, then it will stick. I will have to do And, of course, uh, uh, Larry from um, uh, Creative Writing, we gave him his name. That's right, it's we did. Junk. <laughs> and he's proud of that now, too, because he talks about that. So yeah, before I remember, the, yeah, I heard him uh, when he was. He, y'all, y'all had a great show with him, by the way. Oh, that was good. Yeah, it was good to ha- see, hear him, you know. So, but before the end of today's this episode, we're going to have a nickname for you. We will. No. No, no, that's that's the best. Well, guys, no. it was great joining you. I'm going to pop out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on on today's show, we're, we've got we got we got a few things to cover. We got got a shortened schedule, uh, but let's talk about our riding. And we're gonna go. We're not gonna go to you first, Kevin, because we know you've done some riding. So we're gonna we're gonna jump right over to the high mileage guy of the group, Tim. Yes. How many? Well, how you've been riding every day? Every hear that, Kev? He rides every day. Every day. I had a very sad event. I had to put my feet down on the way to work. Oh my god! I was very upset, Kevin. He had to put his feet down. Uh, what, I, did a cat cross the street or something? Uh, no, a car got in my way. And you had, had to was, put your I feet had down. To put my feet down. It was so upsetting. Now, I mean, now, how long? Now, did that, how long did that delay your commute to work? Instead of three minutes, it was four. <laughs> a whole minute. <laughs> I mean, really? Like, you had to stop that long. I had to stop for that long. Now, were you at, at, at any point during that? Were you were you scared that the bike might decide it wants a nap? Um, no, because first thing in the morning, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> thing, when I start my bike first thing in the morning, I literally start it and go. Really? I don't give it a chance to warm up. No kidding. I let it warm up on the way. <laughs> but it, it starts revving really fast. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming up to a stop sign. It's still revving real high. And then finally, when I do slow down, then it finally kicks down. Wow. But <laughs> it's not warmed up. You don't yet. Let, you don't, Kevin, do you let your bike warm up before you go? Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll push it out of the garage. Uh, he has a garage. You, I, have, you, I have a garage. I have, I have a nice You sissy garage. boy, girly man. <laughs> You'll have a garage. Go ahead. So, but you do you do warm it up? Yeah. Well, I push it out. Uh, you know, start it up, and just while I'm, you know, getting my helmet on and gloves on and stuff like that. But once I'm ready to go, I go. I don't necessarily wait. Now, if it's the colder it is out, I'll I'll do that. That was easy. Um, <laughs> really? I'll, I'll let it warm up a little bit more. But now, how long do you let it run for before you get it going? Two minutes. Wow. You at the de- most, you delay yourself. I'm halfway to work by then. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're at work before I get out of my neighborhood. <laughs> I work in my neighborhood. What can I tell you? Well, Kevin, well, Kevin, you work from home most of the time, right? Well, not most of the time. I'll probably spend my time uh, three or four days a week. I'll go in the office, but but I mean, there are weeks where you know nobody's there for me to interact with, so I'll, I'll stay here. But uh, here lately, we've been having more uh, gatherings. Gatherings, gatherings. So, so, gatherings. so you've been you've been commuting. You said it's like almost like a fifty mile commute for you, just about, right? It's uh, right around 40, 45 miles. Okay, that's a nice nice little ride. It takes me about an hour, depending on on traffic. That's pretty much the same way it is for me, you know, as you yeah. know. But uh, as far as it goes, from my riding, all it has been is back and forth to work. Boring. That's it. Just back and forth to work. Nothing else. But still, it's sixty miles a day, right? Uh, it, it's. It, I ended up doing. I end up doing like a hundred and three miles per day. Oh, so it's only fifty-one. So I think in the last uh, 
last week and this week so far, I've got like 500 miles wow. on the bike. Now, Kevin. I've got seven. <laughs> 500 miles. Yeah, yeah, we're a bunch of wimps over here with 500 miles. Now, Kevin, you uh you you took a little trip. You got some mileage uh under your belt this last week, right? I did. I did. I uh drove from uh my house up to uh Columbus, Ohio. So where do you was, live? Uh, hey, you, yeah, where do you live? Your street address? Uh, <laughs> what town do you live in? One eight two three. No, um <laughs> uh, pretty pretty much I'm in the McCalla, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, Alabama area um so you know university of alabama if you guys are familiar with that is, right. is kind of where i i hail from okay and uh so i, I yeah i rode up uh did the did the ride up in one day so 616 miles door to door and how did wow. that make you feel i have to say that um, about the 475 to 500 mile mark yeah I, I was really feeling it uh i mean but i mean i don't usually ride long distances and it's, it's an interesting tale of two trips i guess because at that point I was like I am I'm about I'm ready to get there you know and I yeah. still had 100 plus miles to go, um, and the last 100 miles was just straight flat Ohio interstate. Oh man! <laughs> I mean Kentucky Kentucky really helped because I was getting into Kentucky and I was starting to feel it, but then you kind of get into some of the mountains and with traffic and everything, uh, and I was actually playing chase with a uh, uh, a BMW who was I could also tell was heading to aim right, and I was like well if he can go. 85 miles per hour. <laughs> so can I. And so right. we kept like leapfrogging each other and, and, and just kind of, I don't know, keeping our minds engaged. Right. After that one of a ride. Um, but we, uh, he, he, I eventually had stopping at gas and he, he took off. Uh, so your little but, motorcycle bromance ended, did it? it? Well, it was more of a, a keeping me awake more than anything. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 it turned out to be a, a good ride up there. Uh, the next day I was sore in my, um, kind of upper neck and upper back yeah uh, but uh coming back from that trip i i got to franklin kentucky mm-hmm. so that was like 360 380 miles and i wanted to cut it up uh just to give myself a chance to i don't know relax a little bit and not be just running straight home and and, and feeling the same way right but i realized when i stopped i could probably ride for another two hours no problem Right. I really thought I could. I mean, I wasn't feeling that bad. And the only reason I didn't continue going is because Nashville and everything south to Huntsville, hotel-wise, was booked up. And if I go that far, I might as well just go ahead and ride on home. Yeah. And I, I didn't think I could just go manage that entire trip. Um, so I went ahead and stopped there and uh, had, had a shorter ride. And then the ride home the next day was... 260 something i don't mm-hmm. remember the exact number oh, that's um, not too bad. but now and it, it it you know i got to the house and i was like okay let's i mean i could i could have turned around and gone back to where i started from the only real issue i had was um where you put the earplugs in yeah having them in all day on the ride up all day on the demo days all day on the ride down the first day and then the second oh, man. day my ears taking my helmet on and off was yeah. extremely painful. I mean, like to the point where people, hey, we're going to go eat lunch. You want to, if you can stop somewhere and wait for 30, 45 minutes, we'll call you, tell you where to meet us. That extra effort of taking the helmet on and off, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to the house. I'm going to take this helmet off one last time, and that's it. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, my ears got really sore from that. This is tender. Is that, now, is that from the earplugs or just putting the helmet on and off? 
the earplugs. It was, really? it was, what kind of unit is that? What kind of unit do you have? What kind of head, uh, earplugs are you using? Um, I'm using No Noise. Uh, they're actually they're very good. They I, I really like them. What they do is they they knock down the sound, so you still hear everything. It's just not as loud. So it just takes down the amplitude. It, you don't get the muffled voices. Actually, with like the Cena, um, where before when I had the foam ones and I put them in or yeah. the the custom made ones, I always had to turn the volume up all the way and barely could hear. I actually have to turn the volume down no to probably halfway. Oh, wow. Now these um, uh, are these molded ones that, that mold interiors. No, they're um, they've got three little baffles almost. Oh yeah, okay, no, oh probably. I know yeah, you're yeah yeah. And they've got they've got a I think a I want to say it's a ceramic filter that helps take the attenuation of the vo- uh, the noise and, and knock it down. So. so you're not using it for like listening to music or anything like that. No, it's strictly there. They've got several kinds of them. I think they may have one for concerts, but they've got like one version for sleeping, one for really? doing different activities. Um, now, did they, did they, the ones you use, do they have that like the little handle on the end of them where you can grab them by to pull them out? It's a little stem, yeah. A little stem. I wonder if that, yeah. that's what, I wonder if that's causing a problem because it's probably hitting against your. Uh, no, because your... that actually doesn't touch anything. Oh, it doesn't. It, okay. It's, it's just the baffles up in the ear canal. No kidding. Uh, oh wow. Just being in there for as long as they were. I think just kind of slightly inflamed your ear, my ear canal to where oh. it became painful. So I just use those little foam ones that you can get anywhere. You roll yeah. up and the, put it in the yeah, ear just, and the, open. You, you know what? Let up. me tell you something. I, they work fantastic. And they're my, soft on your ear. And they're soft yeah. on your ear, right, like Tim said, and they don't hurt. You know, and I've worn those a number of times. But now, you know, I've been wearing the, the full helmet a lot. And, yeah. of course, I got the Euclid system in there with this. And I, I really haven't been wearing it because I don't hear any noise outside the helmet. So. But when I wear the yeah. half helmet, I just do, I do the little foamy thingies. I did the foamy thingies for, for a long time. And, you know, it was just wanting something where I could actually hear. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess what happened is, is, is at one point there was actually a cop next to me. And he hit a siren. And it sounded like, I mean, he just kind of blipped it. Yeah. And it sounded like he was approaching. So I turned to look, and he was just right in my blind spot. And I'm like, but I mean, he wasn't trying to, he was trying to get the person in his lane to get out of the way. No, I see what you're saying, yeah. But he had, he had, the way he had come in, I didn't see, I mean, he just kind of snuck into my blind spot and blipped. And I'm like, oh, there's a cop coming. Let me look in my mirror, and I don't see him. And then I turned my head, and there he is. Wow. And that kind of made me, I, I, would, I want to be more aware of that. And that's what the phone was kind of oh, took I see, away. I see what you're saying, yeah. Really? So I, I, don't, so, I, don't, I don't get that. Okay, well, I guess it's, everybody's different. You know? But you're, you're not listening to music when you ride, right? Um, I'm, I, I have, you know, used to. If you asked me about two years ago, I'd have said, yeah, all the time. I don't get on the bike without music. But I would say that the more I've ridden, uh, the less I listen to music. The, this ride, I probably didn't turn on music from my house till I got out, uh, to Kentucky. Okay. And I listened to music till probably that last gas station, and, and that was it. And on the ride back, um, I listened to probably an hour and a half of music that entire ride back. Of course, the last day, I blew a fuse in my bike. So what? I kind of, yeah, um, I had to put some tire air in my tires, mm-hmm. and I mistakenly connected it to the wrong SAE. One of them was fused, and that uh... fuse is also the same fuse that runs the... Um, the car chart, the little yeah, you're using, well, you're using that Best Rest Products pump, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, and they tell you, hey, don't plug it into something that's fused. You need to plug it in and want to go straight to the battery. And I just got it mixed up because I was reaching over the bike and I just did it. And as soon as I turned it on and it stopped, then I was I knew exactly what it was. <laughs> and I knew Oops. that I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to charge my phone on the trip. Um, that meant 
if I'm going to run Rever, I can't listen to music. Otherwise, I don't edit and my phone wouldn't make it. You don't have any spare f- fuses with you? Uh, well, it, where my fuses are is not something I wanted to get into. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It, was, it was the bike runs. It uh, op- it's going to operate fine. The only thing is, is that that one element of my bike is not going to work. Uh, uh, so I was sucks. like, it, I could, I'll just, if I need to, I'll stop at a gas station and take a break and plug in my phone for 20 minutes and then make it on home. So, right. Right. Uh, just, uh, just so I know and maybe the listeners know, what kind of bike do you ride? Uh, I've got a Yamaha Super Tenere. Okay. There you oh, go. And, and just to say, let's see. So that one trip alone was 1,257 miles. So how many days would, would Tim have to go to work? Well, <laughs> well 500 days. Well, no. Right? Was, well, was that 1,200, you said? 1,200-something yeah, so miles? That, that's okay. almost two years, right? So, so divide yeah, two that. Years, yeah, two years. Well, divide that by two. What's two right, miles, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, right. So you look at five, yeah, wow. Almost 600 days. Wow. Man, oh man! Which set of work days? Work day. <laughs> <laughs> I only work two hundred days, so we're talking three years. <laughs> wow! See, you Kevin. Hey, wait, wait, Kevin. I do do other rides throughout the year, but <laughs> so I might catch up a little sooner than that. Well, I mean, I, I realize that because every time you do a ride, you trip your bike over and you got a little mark. It's like a, it's like a tally one they used to put on the planes when they shot down bombers, right? You get a little mark every time you take a ride. <laughs> Oh, wow. Is that the reputation I'm getting, huh? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I haven't dropped my bike in a year, so let's talk about that, huh? Hey, uh, did you listen to uh, Loud Pipes' 100th anniversary show? You know, I haven't yet. Um, Okay. Because of my trip, I'm I'm catching up. They were... I just finished their 99. So All right, well, you got to listen to it because you're going to hear in there, they were actually comparing somebody else to Tim. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> they were there, and it was all about the length of your commute. It was all at Disney. It was like, oh, it had uh, some, nothing to do with it. Yeah, something like well, and the comment was, "Wow, you you ride less than Tim," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Didn't think it was possible." Buck two to them. <laughs> that's, that's hard to do, right there. Well, listen, over there at the at Ronald, you guys just celebrated your one hundredth episode. We did, and, yeah. and you were gracious enough to come on and, and hang out with and, us and irritate everyone. I didn't bring any sound I, effects with me. I sorry. I actually, actually, I, I came prepared with sound effects. But something went on, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, technical well, difficulties. You know, I, and we, we, we appreciated you coming on doing that. We had a blast with you. And that was, was actually, fun. I think, probably our longest episode we had ever done. No. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Ted so does we, that we had to people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a he little. He does that to this show all the time. I'm known for, you know, I keep, I keep swearing I'm going to cut the, keep the episodes to an hour, and it just never works out that way. <laughs> you know, t- we, we found that. Even if it seems like we're running out of material at an hour, we somehow hit the hour, 20, hour, 30 mark every time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of that's where we've fallen, and I guess it'd be our, our, our little sweet spot and in, in timing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're, we don't schedule our shows to hit a certain time. We do the content we want to do. Yeah. And if we seem to go long, we're getting tired, we'll, we'll push something. But most of the time it's just – this is what we found this week. Let's talk about it. And if it was a 45-minute show, we would be happy with it because we got through everything there is. And, uh, you know, so in probably December, January, we'll start having some shorter shows. Yeah. We all say that. We're going to have a yeah. shorter show. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, also- we all say you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. So, uh, Kevin, do you do any shopping online for your motorcycle stuff? Of course I do. Okay. Well, I want to go over some stuff. Some stuff. So this is our thing. We're going to do a little shopping. JP Cycles. They're having a sale right now on on stuff. They're having having a sale on all this kind of stuff to customize your bike. Yes. 
for some reason the website's not coming up. How to customize your new bike. You get all kinds of parts. You got like forks, front end stuff, big money stuff. And they're having free shipping on all of your Gold Club memberships orders. So if you want to get some free shipping, go over to uh, JP Cycles and get your new stuff. Some new tires and gear. You probably need new tires now, Kevin, right? You know, it, it, it uh, the tires I've got on did take a, a little bit of wear. So uh, I bet. I'll, be, I'll be checking out tires. I just put those on earlier this year, so next year sometime probably. Uh, well, you see, know, see, when, for me, I have to change my tires over over age. Not yeah, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> starting to dry rot because they're not moving. <laughs> uh, well, you know what, JP? Oh, is it JP Cycles is having thirty eight percent off on their Metzler tires? Nice, thirty seven percent off on Michelin's, and thirty six percent off their Dunlop. So get over there and check that out. Do it, Kevin. Do it. Do Down. it. Do it. And then uh, we got um, Hot Leathers. Because we were talking about this uh, last time is that uh, Hot Leathers, because uh, Chris likes long sleeve T-shirts. But you, 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 you gear up completely when you ride, Kevin, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm, if I ride to work, most then I'll, I may wear jeans. But most of the time I have full, full gear all the time. Yeah. Well, see, we, us, us cruiser guys sometimes just wear long sleeve shirts with our vests, you know. But they're having and ten dollars and big ass sweats. <laughs> Larry from um, <laughs> Creative Writing made a comment about that. It's <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes I go out with my big ass sweats. So, uh, but you know, uh, and you get your big ass sweats. That's right, big ass riding sweats. That's right, big ass. And riding your sweats. long sleeve uh, t shirt from Hot Leathers. Ten dollar long sleeve t shirts from Hot Leathers. Hey, that's nice. That's a damn good deal. That's for Chris. I think so. Yeah. We'll buy like three or four and mail them to Kevin. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I'm actually uh, long sleeves t-shirts. I've never been able to wear them because you're in I Alabama. Have, well, no, well, it, it, it's thirteen hundred like degrees there. <laughs> well, this is true, but in the you know in the winter time when it's February, we it's only twelve hundred degrees. <laughs> yeah. so. I don't know. But what the, what's the temperature outside right now? Where you are? Oh, let me check. I will look it up live for you. <laughs> Please. Ooh. Ooh, here we go. Live Where's report. that one done? Here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah, my little jingle here. Uh, it is currently 80 degrees with 66% humidity. 80 degrees. 80 degrees. Wind speed is four miles per hour coming out of the north. <laughs> All um, right, our weatherman. <laughs> that's okay. You're in Alabama. It's it, it can do that, but just don't do it sounding gay. That's all. Right? <laughs> it is 72 oh. here. It's 72 here. Wow. See, we're a little cooler than you are. Well, we're all cooler. It was actually you. warmer in Columbus than it was here this weekend, this last week. Dude, it was like 90 degrees here oh over the weekend. Oh, my God. It was yeah. brutal. Well, and like when I looked, like, okay, hey, I'm going to Columbus. Let me look at it. But the future cast was like, oh, it's going to be 82 degrees. It's a high. I'm like, this is going to be perfect for the trip. We get up there, and it's 90, 91. Oh. I'm like, well, what happened to this wonderful <laughs> weather I was having? Oh. I mean, it, on demo days, it started getting a little toasty out there because you're out in it all day. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it's – no, it was bad. Hey, uh, my, our, buddy, our buddy over at, um, uh, at the V-Twin blog, Larry, he, uh, he posted something on his thing about uh, what you call the uh, – uh, Kiriakin has some cool luggage setups there for sale. So if you're if you're looking for some luggage, just head over to Kiriakin. They're selling some stuff. But the, you know what? Do you, you have, do you have riding luggage, uh, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've got. Um, there's a company called Bumat that that has a set of luggage that I'm I'm really enjoying. Um, it's soft luggage, mm-hmm. but it mounts to your bike rigidly. So you actually have, it has a back plate on it, and it mounts to racks. Oh, okay. And it has a lock. So you get the benefit of it's a little bit more secure. Somebody's just not going to come up and unclip a strap and run off of your stuff. 
they can still unsnap it, unroll it, and dig through it. But uh, they also have um, dry bags inside of it, so you can take put all your stuff in the dry bag. Just take, and this is what I did. I just took the dry bag out mm-hmm. uh, at, the, at the hotel, st- the, the last hotel stop. Um, but when I actually got to the expo, I just un, you know, unlocked them and carried the whole thing inside. Oh, okay. Um, so I mean, they're they're very versatile, and I like them. And they're kind of expandable. Okay. And, and then I've got a Jivy top box for my helmet, just something hard case. Oh, okay. So, but you, do you like the soft bags? I, I do. I like the the flexibility and and my my biggest issue with the hard bag, especially uh, since I'm starting to do a little bit more off road riding, is I've actually seen people just barely drop their bikes off road, and yeah. their hard bags will dent just right where it seals, and they won't shut properly after. Right. That. You know, I mean, they'll barely knock it over, and it'll hit a rock or just something, just a perfect spot. You know, you don't have that problem with soft bags. You just dust it off and keep going. You know, I wonder right. is is I wonder is. I guess because the soft bags aren't lockable, that's the issue. Well, Why, it's, it's I, that, and there are some that are lockable. Oh, really? But okay. um, you know, a, a, a very nice knife can, <laughs> can eliminate. <laughs> there is yeah, that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got rip stop, and you've got all these different kind of materials. Um, but uh, you know, when you start thinking of it as a off road capable bike. You know, yeah. a lot of guys have broken ankles because as they're riding, they'll they'll pedal or put their foot down, uh, and it'll get trapped between, like in a in a a, a rut, the foot will get trapped between the hard bag and the ground and snap it. Yeah, wow. well, this is why soft bags seem like such a nice yeah. idea. You know, and, and so that that that's I mean, there's several reasons why I went the route I, I went, um, and, and I'm 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 really enjoying them. This is really my first like major test of them. And, okay. and they passed line colors. I, I, every feature on them um, was was wonderful. Well, if you're looking for any new bags, you go over to Kiriak and they got some, you know, that ranging from seven one seventy nine to one ninety nine for. So that's what another thing I like about uh, soft luggage. It's a lot cheaper than yes. I think the hard bags. And so that's that's something to look into. And then if you really want some cool stuff, what you do is you head over to Vanguard Motorcycles. We had uh, Francis Tierney, uh, the president and CEO of Vanguard. We had him on the show as a guest. And uh, but now, the, but they're also getting into aside from their motorcycle that they're building, they're, they also have helmets. Did you know that, Kevin? I did not. Well, here let me tell you about their carbon fiber FF helmet. All right, it's a DOT helmet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere between seven hundred seventy to nine hundred dollars. It's getting up there. That's way. It's and you can get it with a Bluetooth option and remote. A remote, a Bluetooth option, can Bluetooth headset with remote for an additional hundred and thirty dollars. Now, from looking at the pictures, is this a and I, I, modular is not the right word because that means something else. Is this a transforming helmet? I, from, you know, I'm looking. I, I've been looking at this thing all day long. I'm going like, what the hell kind of helmet is this? Well, see, when I first looked at it, it, I was noticing it had the, the chin board kind of protruded a lot, and it really reminded me of like a 1970s full face helmet. Yes, and, exactly. And then I started the, that last word. It's got all four of them, and you notice where it's got uh, kind of. I guess the bolt patterns is so you could keep the chin bar on, take the visor off. That's the, the impression, the right? That's the impression that I get from looking at this. So it's not something you can change on the fly, though. That's the impression I get. Yeah. Now you're going to need tools. Definitely need tools. But I mean, you know, hipsters should fall in love with that kind of stuff. Uh, for stuff of nine hundred ninety dollars, I don't think. Well, this is this is true. This is uh, more than this is more than a Starbucks rider. I think. Would you Would yeah, you buy this helmet? Would now you, that no. looks like a module, though. 
Well, like I said, like just according to this it, picture, it looks it looks like it, it does flip up of some sort. It I, doesn't flip off; it comes off. It, it doesn't flip off because it, it's it, it, it it's very seamed in there. Yeah, it comes it comes off. They've got two bolts right there, and maybe it, that's what like, the remote is one for. Here. <laughs> See what this picture here is. Like maybe the, the remote, remote two, makes three, four, it go yeah. up on its own. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think it, I mean it's a. I'm not going to say it's an ugly helmet. It's pretty cool looking. A lot of space in there for your fat head. For your for your fat head. <laughs> <laughs> not saying you have a fat head, Kevin. I'm just saying for the general public. So are you saying the general public has fat heads? We all have fat heads. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, so what you're saying? So what you're saying is everybody has a fat head. Not Kevin, but everybody else has a fat head. <laughs> so they. So did you? So if you have just a boatload of disposable income, you go to Vanguard and you get this $900 helmet with the Bluetooth and remote. For an additional hundred, so you're going to spend over a thousand dollars for a helmet. You have to replace after five years. Five years. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'll, I'll say this though: if it has excellent ventilation, yeah, because like my first helmet was a, a hundred ninety nine dollar, maybe two hundred forty nine dollar in that price range helmet. Yeah, mediocre uh, ventilation, but it had the internal screen and and you know so that's that's kind of what I was paying for. Um, I, I recently got that Showy RF twelve hundred. Do you have a picture? Okay, can we? Do you have it with you? We can see a picture of it. See what it looks like, because we're stupid. We don't. We don't know. Okay, sure. Okay, he's going to show us a picture because we don't know what these things look like. You know, we we know what show he is, but I, my first my helmet is it's kind of okay. There he goes. Here's his helmet. We're going to show us his showy helmet. What? There you go. What, what we want to see, Kevin, is we want to see you put the helmet on. Well, you can't hear us. We see what we want to do is see you put the helmet on and put the heads headphones on the helmet. You know, I, 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 my head is too big for that one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's a nice helmet. Um, you got a massive vent here in the front. Uh, of course, everybody on the radio can't see all this. Uh, two vents on the top. Yeah. And a wonderful exhaust vent in the back. Oh, no kidding. See, that's... Plus, plus yeah. a brow vent. So you have, you have you know, one, two, three, four in front by itself. Now, do you feel the, the air moving vent. through? Do you feel the yes, air moving? You, you do. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there were several times on the trip um, when I got stuck in traffic. Yeah. Uh, that once I started going again, I just kind of sat back on the the passenger rest, uh, seat just for a second. Yeah. And you just feel the hair just moving right through the helmet. No kidding. See, so that's put, that, that's a clear indication that I have a crap full face helmet because it's got a tiny chin vent, and it's got a tiny ch- a brow vent, no exhaust vent at all, and I feel no air movement whatsoever. I have to open my visor if I want to get some air. Yeah, and, and compared to the HJC, my field of vision is a lot better. Like, I mean, it, it's literally what your normal field of vision is. Mm-hmm. Um, you I don't, don't see, I mean, you see a little head. bit of the helmet on the side, but it's, it's like, you know, I, I I would feel comfortable walking around the house with it on um, and, and not clipping, like, doors and stuff like that where I don't I lose my peripheral. You oh, have really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's really excellently engineered and... and um, I was surprised because I heard everybody rave about it, and I just um, now that I've ridden on this trip, I'm I'm so glad I made the investment. Yeah, so that's that's my complaint with my full helmet is that I my peripheral vision is shot with this. I yeah. have to really turn my head completely if I want to see what's coming up next to me. That's yeah, the only thing that's my, bad about it. Both my showies do a great job in the peripheral. Wow. Okay. Now, I'm, a, you know, I'm not, not that I'm prying into your financial status, but how much did you pay for the helmets, the showies? I don't know. Uh, n- not full retail. Okay, I get it. All right, and Tim's. Li- 
Oh, now Tim's helmet. He's Tim's got a built full face helmet. And it's module. It's module, modular. Modular. And you've got two. Uh, I got vents in the front. Two chin vents. One one huge brow vent. Brow vent and exhaust and vent. an exhaust vent. Wow. See, so you got a much better helmet than I do. Is that the? That's not their Explorer. Let me see. Here, let me show. So, so we can show it to. So we can show it to Kevin. Here we go. So this one here. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one before. Yeah, th- th- those those two, I think they do flow air pretty good, but I bet they're they're probably pretty loud once you. I don't get know. It. I, I does it no? Well, well, I mean, well, Tim well, only has. Gotta to, remember, we ride different motorcycles than you, and and yeah, different and different motorcycles distances. are always loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, not yeah. Only that really. How how loud can it possibly get going a mile, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what your top speed is like? What twenty eight? <laughs> huh? Hey, I hit thirty today. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you had a backwind. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm only hits. using a half helmet though. I don't use the big one. And that's just it, yeah. Because you know, sometimes we ride with the half helmet, so it's you know, big deal. But anyway. you know, and and uh, um, let me tell you that the half helmet. We'll get. We may get into this later when we talk about the expo. But there, there's actually. Uh, remind me to tell you about the half half helmet that was released during the expo mm-hmm. um, because I wish they offered to like give me one. Yeah. And oh, I was like, I, I, I don't ride with half helmets and I wish, I really wish you would have been there because I would have called you and said, you need to get over here and get you a, a helmet. I, you know, what? I bet you it's Kirsch, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause they contacted me. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. they were so good. They were all over. We want you guys to have these. Tele- so, okay. You know what? We're going to, we're going to look it up and it's right up Chris's alley because well, I'll, they have I'll the tell, DOT. I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk about we'll that in a minute. Uh, in some motorcycle news, we're going to get into that briefly. The distinguished gentleman's ride just happened. Did you? Are you aware of that? You know, uh, I was contacted by a listener a few weeks ago and reminded us to put a plug in it into our, our last show. I don't know if we did that on the 99th. I think it was the 99th show we did that on. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's a cool concept. I, I really like it. I hate the fact that uh, if you don't have a 100-year-old bike, or not a 100 year but a vintage bike. Yeah. Um, you're you're really not even allowed to to tell along. Um, you can also always donate the money, and the money goes to a good cause. So, um, it, it is a cool event that people put on. Though. Well, I was told that because uh, I was going to do it last year, and they said you can ride it on and any kind of bike you want, but you're relegated to the back of the group. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but this year, uh, apparently, the- now question: What if you got something like a Urel that looks old? I think that, I think, that, I think that, that it, it has to be vintage style. It doesn't have to be a vintage bike. It right. just has to be vintage, vintage style. style. So a URL would work, probably. Yeah. I guess, yeah, because they they, yeah, they look. You're all yeah. They, they'll, yeah. they'll work because um, there was somebody that rode one in California. I think last right. year. I think yeah. Well, URLs look. You know, they look. 50 years old already, just right out of the gate. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I don't have the report here right in front of me, but they had 90,000 motorcyclists uh, worldwide and raised a couple million dollars nice. towards, uh, for nice. I think it was for prostate cancer, I believe, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's that's correct. So they're going to be doing it again, of course, next year. So if you have a vintage-looking motorcycle, you can get over there and get involved with that. Yeah, I like the the global aspect of you yeah. know, where you are, you can participate, you know. And if you really want to do it, then start a ride in your area and contact them, and, and they'll it. let you do it. That's the best way to do it. And and you you, you even though you're not riding with people at that moment, that's in Australia, you are on the same ride with them, and you can you feel that connection. And yeah. I think that's what helps drive it. Well, they had uh, ninety two thousand eight hundred ninety one registered riders wow. for this year's event. 
worldwide. That's right. that's, that's that's awesome, right? Uh, additionally, what else we got going on here? The uh, Triumph is thinking of bringing back their well, they're going to be bringing back their Speedmaster model motorcycle, which was a uh, variation of the Bonneville. They're going to be bringing that back. Uh, so I guess everybody's, again, getting on the bandwagon, as we were talking about on your show, everybody's getting on the bandwagon of trying to uh, compete with uh, some of the old-look motorcycles that the, that were out there. Have you taken a chance to look at this? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it, I think, last week. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a step in, in that direction. I mean, it, it, it's classical. It's, it's a classic triumph though i mean it it i don't think it's going to do anything extraordinarily different right um you know and they're they've got different photos of you know it compared to like the bobber and everything like that right so i would probably prefer a bobber just because it's it seems more vintage yeah of course. Um, but uh you know to me this 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 harkens to the old days of the sportster versus the triumphs yeah know? exactly um, right. th- that's what what it really looks to me to 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 be angle since they've kind of shifted their whole line line in one direction it's them putting their foot back down where that competition was and and good timing with the new soft tails and stuff like that just come out and everybody expecting what's going to happen with the sportsters in the next eight to uh, Twelve months. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm all scared about that. But you know, we're gonna. But like I said, it seems like a lot of the motorcycle manufacturers are all doing a similar thing with regard to their models. It's kind of what do they call it? They call it modern retro or something like that. Yes. Is that, is there, that what it there's is? a lot of different terms? But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like Triumph. I'd like to see what they're going to come out with. This is, to me, it's an ugly bike. Hopefully, that's not the way it's going to look. But I think it's kind of. But ugly. Yeah, the the one that they're showing has. You know, ape hangers on it or mini apes. And yeah. Kind of like, eh, you know. And Yamaha just released their new 2018s. Yes, they did. And I guess you saw some of them when you were out there at the. Uh, I saw and rode some of them. Yeah, yeah. you did. Oh, we're going to talk about that. But uh, I, I mean, I kind of like some of Yamaha stuff. I don't particularly care for their cruisers too much. And then the star models are okay. Yeah, I mean, the star models are. Like like they've got they've got a bike for every current niche right now yeah. or niche. Um, but the the big thing about a lot of their bikes is they work sometimes almost too well. There's certain things that you want your bike to work all the time flawlessly and not have a problem. Um, but it, it can take away a little bit of the character. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, I mean. You know, from from the test riders that I've had on them, from I've I've owned two Yamaha bikes. You know, I the only thing I do is change the fluids and put air in the tires and get on it and go. Okay. You know? um, there, there's I really don't have any other problems. Some people have other issues, um, and I, I've been fortunate so far. Uh, now that I've blown this fuse, it'll probably just all fall apart on me. Even with me getting in there and, and wiring in lights and changing exhaust and seats and uh, different other parts of the, the frame and stuff like that and, and putting my own touch on the bike, um, I've, I've never had a problem. Oh, okay. Now, you, Yamaha motorcycles are obviously different than the Sportsters and, and of course, the Harley bikes. But do you have the same customizability with a Yamaha that you would with Harley? I'm, I'm, I well, tend yeah, to think I mean, no. 
the the main issue is it's like when I bought the V-Star 950, it was a, it was a, a, a 2012 model when I got it, and this was in 2014. Yeah. And um, you know there there are accessory catalogs out there for those. The problem they had is uh, you know nothing really competed really great against the touring models. You know they had the deluxe. They had uh, a couple of other bikes out there, but they, they, they weren't really a good matchup to anything Harley. And at the time, Victory was putting out. Indian coming out pretty much and immediately squashed uh, any chance of competition. There was just no features. I mean, right. it, was, it was very, hey, you have a fairing, but it's completely empty. The, the gauges are still on the tank. It was just this empty piece of plastic that was up there, and you could, you could buy the um, proprietary... Um, well, it wasn't proprietary. I think it was like a Garmin GPS unit to mount in there. Oh, okay. Or just leave, leave the hole. You know, and, and, and so it was not appealing at all. Oh. Uh, uh, but, like, the little 950 I had was a, was a great bike for what it was. Yeah. Um, and surprised a lot of people what it could do. Uh, but, you know, as far as the cruiser, bagger community, they really needed to, to freshen up their, their lineup. And, and, you know, they started that kind of by... Uh, the Raider, yeah, that, that's, right. a, that's Raider. a fun, aggressive bike. I, I really like that uh, bike. Actually, it, it it was a close second when I when I bought mine, mm-hmm. my Super Tenere. It was that that one I just tested. No kidding, on, really. You know, a friend of I, ours I, has one, uh, uh, Massimo. We went out. Uh, our, yes. uh, yeah, he has one. A friend of ours. We went yeah, out. I mean, uh, it, great, really he likes fun. it. Yeah, um, it now Honda just released their brandy spanking new Goldwing. Have you had a chance to look at that, anybody? You know, I I, I you know. saw that. Um, I, I didn't really pay attention. Honestly, Honda pissed me off at the expo, so I didn't spend too much time in their booth area. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, you know, I've, I've glanced at some of the pictures and photos. I mean, it, and I don't think it's official yet that they've released it, is it? Uh, you know, what we, it's, again, like you said, it's not really official, but they're showing a lot of pictures of it available on uh, Rider. Uh, magazine has a has a whole article about it, and they're showing pictures of it now. I'm hoping that they're, the picture that they're showing is of the new model and not an older model, but it doesn't look any different than the old model. <laughs> so, I mean, unless if it's again, this could be just uh, just a placeholder until they actually get photographs of the the new bike. But uh, it, I, I've never been a huge Goldwing fan, but they kind of like. It just seems like a very big thing. I don't know. I just well, I, it doesn't I'll appeal to me. From, from from people I know that have had them. Yeah. Um, one, they're for the, as big as they are. I have seen average Joes um, do slow, like Jim uh, Connor, slow maneuvering uh, mm-hmm. features with them. Right. And they're surprisingly nimble. That sounds like Somebody's a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My kids just got home with my oh, wife, okay. and so he. I left the door open so he'd hopefully get out there, but. Um, they're surprisingly nimble and can really, I mean, yeah, you lean them all the way over side to side, and these guys can really flip these things. I'm just curious, um, now that you mentioned it, I'm going to have to do a little little internet stuff here, but I'm curious as to how much this thing weighs. Oh, it's... You want to uh, guess? Anybody want to guess? 879. 879. Tim? Mm, 892. Eight eighty. <laughs> is it a game? Is it playing a game? Here? <laughs> That's too funny. We'll just get right there. I'm going to say it's nine twenty five. Guessing because I thought the when the Roadmaster came out, it was more than a gold Goldwing. 
All right, we're going to find out right now. Here it comes. I wish I had a drum roll. You do. <laughs> All right. It's got a 6.6-gallon tank, though, I'll tell you that. That's pretty good. I like that. Curb weight. You ready? Drum roll. Where is it? Huh? I don't hear Not dead. Coming in. Third place. Kevin at nine at 879 pounds. Tim, you said 880. 92. 892. Second place. Me. I came in first. <laughs> Curb weight. Depending on options and packages included, standard equipment, required fluids, and full tank of fuel ready to ride, 933 pounds. Wowzer. Yeah, I think the, the Roadmaster is like 950-something. Damn, man. For some reason, I thought that it was... It's it, supposed to be getting and, lighter, not heavier. <laughs> well, Dude. and I mean, when that, that, was the, that was the first... They, that's really only the first cut. They haven't really taken yeah. a second flash at it to try to cut some of the weight back out. And and I'm hoping they do, especially with what Harley's been doing. I hope yeah, they kind of revisit, pull yep. some weight out. I hope so. Uh, the the Goldwing's got a 29-inch seat height, which is kind of way up there for a, a tourer. And uh, they're saying only 35 miles per gallon. Not very impressive, I don't think. But hey, right? right. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. And it was this. So, you know, we do our bike shootout thing. You know that, Kevin? Yep, we yep. do that whole thing, right? So this week, we're going to, as soon as our Triumph released that bike, yeah, they're going to do what we're talking about doing that. I thought let's do the kind of bobber kind of look this time. And we're going to, we're going to, the three bikes we're going is the Triumph Bonneville Bobber, the Indian Scout, and the Harley. Oh, you did the Scout Bobber. Yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah. And the Harley-Davidson Softail Slim. So are you doing the Indian Scout or the Indian Scout Barber? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's go over. Let's go take a look at the Triumph Barber first. <laughs> um, internet's running a little slow here, Tim. What's going on? It's the user. It's just the user. Oh, see, yeah, uh, that's 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 kind of that's kind of agony I get. Except fine. Anyway, so the Triumph Bonneville Barber. Is? You got to fix your internet, man. It's like so no, slow. slow. Kevin, hey, you're the IT guy. Let's go. Yeah, Why? I'm I, I, um, you're gonna have to call the company. <laughs> I've retired from that, that service. Yeah, it's so, just, look at that. your hamster. You know, give him plenty of water. You are just <laughs> bailing on the whole thing here. Wow. Well, first of all, it's a good looking bike. I like that. I like the way it looks. It's got the. It's. I think it's really cool. I just don't know if that seat is comfortable. Uh, it's it's a weird sprung seat. And it's very, it's very bizarre. It's very thin. What do you think? Well, you know, a, a lot of padding doesn't necessarily mean a lot of comfort. You know, that that's true. something that... This is true. true but it, it's the dispersion of your body weight on, on the surface and, and, and the, the, the pressure points that it creates. So you can actually have a properly padded thin seat that spreads your weight out over a, a broad distance. Um, because what happens with a lot of padding is you sink down and then you feel all the vibration in places that most guys don't want to feel vibration what are you trying oh, to maybe say you do. <laughs> or maybe you do <laughs> well i'll tell you what you know if you ask chris um he has basically a piece of paper wrapped in a piece of paper for for his seat that is his saddle he might as well but really he might as well just have the seat pan with a piece of paper i think on if it. he put duct tape on it would be twice it as probably thick. would be <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I never thought that there would actually be like when I first started riding and, and the, the 950 has just an incredibly hard, firm seat. And I was like, I really want to get a soft seat. And uh, somebody let me ride their bike that had just, an, a, just a really soft seat. And after about five, ten miles, I was like, I don't want to ride this anymore. Um, just because it just you sink so far down into it, it it wasn't comfortable once this, everything kind of settles down and, cr- and collapses. There, I don't, see, I, I don't see, I'm, with my bike, I just find that it's super comfortable having that, I have that Mustang seat. Yeah, and I just, Mustang, Russell Daylong, that's that's what you want to do but if you really look at it there it's not a lot of thick cushy soft padding very thin layer of padding versus a thin foam that has a certain compression rate to, to allow air to flow under you right. and stuff like that so you got all technical and stuff dude when it comes to yeah, comfort yeah um, i am I, I don't you know i'm not one of these guys that that wants to get beat up you know um i'm not a rigid kind of guy <laughs> i understand when I had, uh, I had uh, my, our friend Joe over at the Surefire Designs, he redid my seat. And he had asked me, he was like, do you want me to do regular vinyl or do you want me to use padded vinyl? And I said, well, give me the padded vinyl. Why not? <laughs> right? Uh, I could ride my bike n- continuously nonstop, and it is the most comfortable seat ever. And, uh, the, and, the one thing I didn't have a problem with on my trip was my seat. I mean, not. That's it, man. I, I, the only reason I would squirm would be more for my knees and my back. My, yes. my my butt was fine. Wow. Do you have a lot of leg positions, like foot positions to put your feet around? Or, or um, you, you yeah, locked in? Actually, at one point, I was cruising down the interstate at 80 miles per hour with my right leg hiked up on my um, uh, engine guard with yeah. my elbow kind of propped up on it um, with cruise control going. And my left leg kind of extended out. And, and, I mean, I can move around. I've got probably four or five positions. Okay. Um, th- there's the main riding position, and then there's what I consider stretch positions. Positions right. I go into for, at most, a minute to kind of stretch out that, that area of my body. And mm-hmm. then once I come back to my normal riding position, I'm, I'm fine again. Uh, okay. I get you. I get you. Wow. So he's out there I mean, stretching I, out. And... I did talk to one guy who had his itinerary, and he actually is he's doing the uh, – uh, he's trying to do a million miles on, on, on Yamaha's to raise uh, money for MLS or MS, and he actually has uh, put highway pegs on his. But he's a short individual, shorter mm-hmm. than me, and um, it he's able to do that. Oh you know, wow! If I okay. did that at that angle, I wouldn't be able to turn the bike at all. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. So. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think like a, a bike like what you have to give you. It doesn't appear to give you that many different. Uh, foot yeah, positions, but he's got them kind of going off of some um, huh. brackets that that hold the stock "quote unquote" engine guards. Uh, he's mounted it to that. Uh, so. Okay, yeah, because us Harley guys, we can like we got our, we got places all over the place to put our feet. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's all right. So the Bonneville Bobber is going for eleven thousand nine hundred dollars. Think it's worth it? Okay, I guess it could be. Yeah, yeah you know, never. Yeah, what size tank is on that, he said? What size tank? We're going to find out now. It's a 1,200cc engine. It's coming with a six-speed transmission. That's you know, that's, that's good. That's pretty much standard nowadays. Standard kind of stuff. It's got a 150 rear tire and a 100 front. I think that's kind of thin. That's a little, I thought it would be a little fatter than that. Um, what do you think, Kev? I think it's what it needs. Um, I don't think it's in at all. Uh, the the fact that a lot of people consider bobbers sometimes to have uh, fatter tires on them, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's a personal preference. It, you're going to handle better with a thinner tire. 
No. Okay. Here's the stupidest, stupidest thing ever. Tank capacity. 2.4 gallons. No. That's that, what it is. It's, it's, it's that classic triumph shape of the tank, right? I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, where, the, where they just notch it in for your knees to hug it tight. You're yeah. losing, what, a gallon there? Where are you, where are you going with that? I don't know. Oh, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say anything because my old Sportster had a 2.2 gallon tank, so I guess I really shouldn't complain. But it has a 31 point. Well, sorry, seat height is. Uh, why do they give everything else is in inches and then in seat height? They give you 690 millimeters. Quick, Kevin, give me the translation. Get it. British bike. It's a British bike. Yeah, well, come on. Quick, quickly, give me the, trans- the translation to that. The, the conversion. 690 is what? And go. <laughs> you don't know? I don't know. I have no idea. We can, we can look it up real quick. We have, that's it. we have this thing called the Internet. That's working so you said. All right, fine. <laughs> 690 millimeters equals, well, if I typed it in correctly, 690 millimeters, two inches is what? Guess quickly. 27 inches. 27 inches. That's not too bad. It's not too bad, right? As dry weight is, guess. Come on. Um, You're probably looking at the specs. Well, you're looking at it right there. <laughs> Shut up, jerk. <laughs> it's 502 pounds. It's actually pretty lightweight. And I was off by two pounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go. So that was that. And, you know, the funny thing is I clicked on fuel consumption and nothing came up. So I guess they figure it consumes a lot of fuel. 45 miles to the gallon. <laughs> yeah. That's what it said. 45? That's what it said. All right. Let's go over to the Indian Scout bobber because that's what Kevin wanted. If you're doing bobbers, I mean, bobber that, bobber. Hey. We're gonna do the bobber. Okay, we're gonna do. The, we're gonna pick this bike out. Okay, originally I had this uh, Springfield beggar, 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 but turned into midsize scout bobber. I don't recall. I mean, this nothing bike. really changes. It's just I, yeah, more cosmetic. It, it's, it's exactly. I so. like this the way this one looks better. All right, let's look at the specs. Uh, the Indian Scout bobber is coming in at eleven thousand four hundred ninety-nine dollars. Okay, cheaper. So it's a tad cheaper than the uh, Bonnie. All right, it's got a uh, 69 cubic inch and liquid cooled engine, V twin. All right, and 100 horsepower. That's pretty good, huh? Six so. six speed. Okay, standard. Yep, 150 rear, 130 front. So it's a little mm-hmm. fatter up front than the uh, than the Bonnie. Oh, and you got 150 rear, you think? 150 rear. Both bikes okay. had a 150 okay, rear. Right. Yep. Okay, the Bonnie had a 100 front. So okay. okay, right. Uh, seat height is. 25.6. Well, that's nice. So that's it's good for me. So it's a little bit lower. And 3.3 gallon fuel capacity. It's a little better. Yeah. So far, this have, is winning. Have you guys ridden the Scout yet? No, I have not. I've sat on one. That's they, about they're, as well. they're They're fun. I mean, for, for somebody like my size, they're a little small, um, but but they're fun. And, and they've got plenty of get up and go. I mean, they they'll... You want to go? It'll go. It'll take off. Well, it's um, a lightweight bike for the yeah. uh, for for the for the amount of power that it, that he gave to it. 100 horsepower. The bike only weighs 533. So that's pretty good. And that's I'm sorry, oh, I take that a, back. I'm oh, sorry, 554 ready okay, to roll. That's heavier. Than it's that heavier bike. than the bobber, than the uh, than Triumph. Right. All right. Uh, but so far, I would give it to this. One you, so you get a choice of two colors with this with this bike: uh, thunder black and and basically black. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's it. So right now, it looks like the Indian has the 
Well, I don't know. See, because the bobber's lighter. The uh, the trav is lighter, and but it's more expensive. Yeah. This bike is cheaper, bigger but weighs, but weighs bigger more gas and tank. has a bigger gas tank. So I'm going to lean on this one. So the I'm going to this one well, right now. So, how, so, but if you look at the 77 horsepower for the Triumph. Bobber. For the Triumph, right. Yeah, for the Triumph. And this was, all right, so this, this one, this, oh, the, versus the, 100 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. so the and, Indian. And the more important thing now, they both have about 70 pounds of foot torque, right? Uh, but yeah. 72. 72 for the Indian and 78 for the um, Triumph. So, yeah, so it's it's really close. Yeah, I, I think the Indian with with the, the, the horsepower is going to, I mean, yeah, torques, you know, get going, but. I, I personally really enjoyed my rides on the Indian, and yeah. it had plenty of power for what I would be looking All for. All right, so the so the Indians so far has got the upper hand here. Now, now we're we're gonna go because this is where it's gonna get interesting. We're gonna go with that at the Harley Softail Slim. There you have it. It's a, it's a, they, the they're, 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 they're saying it's the classic bobber that they have here. So we're gonna see now where they are and how they stack up against the Indian. And against the Triumph. All right, this is going to have the... The torque is 110. 110 torque on this. And it's got the Milwaukee wow. 8, 107. All and right. the weight on this is wow. All right, so the Softail Slim weighs in at 642 pounds. That's a little, a little weighty, don't you think? Yes, I think so. It's way heavier than both of the other bikes. So, Kevin, you went away there. You went and got yourself a drink, and I can see you're swigging some Jack. Um, yeah, well, kid, kids got home. I had to, yeah, uh, yeah. to say goodnight to them. You had to beat the kids? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so the Softail Slim weighs in at 624 pounds. And yeah, it's uh, 110 uh, foot-pounds of torque. Prices, uh, a black color, just a, just black, 15899 on uh, the Softail Slim. So it's already more expensive. It's more heavy. More heavy? It's more heavier. Heavier. It's heavier. Heavier. We can say heavier or more heavy, <laughs> however you want to say it. And But it's got more torque. Okay, it's torque. got Okay. It's got the uh, see, 107 engine. 107 inch uh, cubic inch engines. All right. It's the biggest engine so far. Seat height, 25.5. And that's the same as the, uh, the Indian. So it's just about the same as the Indian. Uh, it's got a 150 rear, 130 front tire, so it's the same, same as the Indian. Indian. Right. Uh, uh, five gallon fuel capacity. That's a big. Plus, That's a big tank. So right there, it's got more fuel than the other ones. Uh, weight in running order, 671. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, but they're claiming 47 miles per gallon. I think I'd still go with the Indian over all three. I think it's got a six-speed transmission also. Um, as much as I love the Harley-Davidson, I could I, I, now I've ridden this bike. I've had the chance to ride the Softail Slim. It is a quick bike. It's way fast. Um, it handles very well. It's, it's, you know, it, just, it, just, it just handles really, really well with my bike. Comfortable as anything, as you can imagine. But I think bang for the buck... The Indian, I think, takes the upper hand on this. I think so, too. You know, I'd have to say that what I like about the Indian, if you look at all the stats and the the power-to-weight ratio and all that, you know, I I like the styling of the Indian 
in this particular matchup better. It, for some reason, I get that World War II feel from it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it, it just seems to, to fit. The, the Harley... It, it doesn't wow me. Yeah, right. Uh, it's like yeah, every other I mean, one, right? it, yeah. it, it's it's you know. Well, let me tell you this: the 2017 Softail Slim with the military motif that they had on here, the green with the big white star. Yeah, I that's that's the bike I rode, and that was an awesome bike. That and that didn't that that uh, yeah, this one here. He's got his. This yeah, it's right. It's, this is the 2016, but this is the one. I, this is the model that I rode. And I loved the way this bike handled. It was quick. It didn't have the Milwaukee 8 in it, but it was awesome. I loved this bike. It was great. But by comparison to the, the new one, I think the 2016 looks better. Or the 2017 looks better, I should say. Yeah. I uh, I rode the Soft Tough Slim right before the Milwaukee 8s came out. Right. And it, 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 was a, it was a fun bike. It was a snappy bike. The, the fat tires, obviously, when you're transitioning to those, the first couple corners are, are a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, but you, you figure it out pretty quick. I, you know, I, it, it, was an, it was an okay bike. And, and if somebody gave me one, I would ride it happily. But am I going to go spend my hard, hard unearned money yeah. on that bike? Eh. Yeah, right. You know, there, there are other soft tails that would pique my interest more. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and actually, I would, well, different topic, but. Um, there's there's a bike that I rode this past weekend that has captivated me because it was just such a fun little jaunt. Oh boy! But I think in this shootout here, I think first place is going to the Indian. Yeah. I think second place is going to be tough on that one. I want to say the Harley would be second. I don't know the the Triumph. I think is lacking somewhere in appearance. I think the the Triumph lacks a little bit in appearance. It's got the that small gas. I, d- I disagree. Turns me off. I, I disagree. I, I think the Triumph for me would be my number two. Yeah. Yeah, I think we bought like just like what Tim said. I think the thing that bothers me about this the Triumph, I think mostly is is the size of the gas tank, and it's that is a problem. That's a problem. So there you have it, and that's our that's our bike shootout for this week. Um, do you like wings, Kevin? Love wings. We Are we you? eat plenty of them down here. You do. You're a wing guy, right? Yeah, well, one we, of our we, what's we, one of our sure. things? We're we're huge. We like we love wings. It's a big, great thing. Uh, Tim is like the he's the resident pro on wings. Mean, wings. He is a wing professional. But, this, but that's also so, so KFC though. has started carrying more wings. No. <laughs> I haven't been to KFC in over a month. So oh, and you hear that in over Are they a still month. In business. I mean, have you <laughs> checked on the there? Well, you see all the commercials now, don't you? Yeah. See, you notice Tim. at the end they say Tim. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're doing just for, because we we like the wings things. So we're going to go three different wing places right now. There's the Wing Stop in Union, New Jersey. If you get to go to Wing Stop, apparently they're claiming to have the best wings in the area. Everybody says that, but I don't know if you have you ever heard of this place, Tim. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I had them uh, not too long ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're chain, and, and we've 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 had them. Most of them are in our area have gone out of business. Okay. Well, they have the 60-cent boneless wings. Do you like boneless wings? No, I like them with the bone. You like them? How about you? I want to work for my rim. <laughs> I want to work for it, your wings. It, de- it depends on what's happening. If, if I can uh, uh, get away with, with bone-in wings, I, I prefer that. But most of the time... Um, bone-in uh, wings? Yes, bone-in. Yeah, or bone-in, bone-out. That's, that's <laughs> that. 
You know, if Chris was here, he, oh, would, he would have a field day with that. That's why, that's why I chose to, 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 to say that because I knew Chris wasn't here. Yeah. I thought about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the boneless, you know, it, the chicken tastes the same. Uh, yeah, right. you got a point there. Uh, there's that place. And now, because you are where you are, there is Wings Around the Clock in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of them? Yeah, I've, I've heard of them. I haven't uh, gone to them. What? We actually, yeah, we, we visit. Uh, my family has a thing for a, a, a restaurant called Baumhauer's. used to just be called Wings, um, but uh, they've expanded the menu. But um, they, they actually started in, in my hometown. Uh, or in wow. Where I grew up, and, uh, and they've got like a small little chain around here. They, they, they do some pretty good wings. Um, it, 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 they're, they're not breaded. So wow. they're, they're they're pretty good. Well, what you here? We're going to task you with something now. What you have to do now is you have to go to Wings Around the Clock, and you have to check them out. You have to you, you have to give us a full report. I will I will do my best one day when I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> probably heading back from Barber or something like that. I do you may, like hot wings? Do you like I hot may wings? step in it. No, I, I I don't do the hot you spicy don't? stuff. No. Oh, see, we thought you're a uh, southern guy. We thought well, you'd be all say, over it's that. Not that I don't like them. I have just learned not to. You learned. Oh, not to? oh, so you've learned not to like them. You don't appreciate. I have I have, I have learned not to to do that. So. Well, apparently they have uh, mild flavors, hot flavors, and smoking hot flavors. Um, and it, what, what, you know they they put they put when they put asterisks next to the. The name of the hot flavor, you have to be concerned. I don't know. Well, it's because when they make you sign a waiver. <laughs> See, here's the thing. They, at Wingstop, their hottest is not even close to being hot. Really? For me and Troy, at least. Oh, jeez. My God. We, we get them and say that they're like nothing. It's like, no way. That's really? their hottest. Yeah. Well, see, Kevin, you and I would probably be eating off the same platter. Because I, I, I like <laughs> not easy now. <laughs> I like I like I like wings spicy. I do. I like them with just a little bit of a kick, but I don't want it to be like where I'm in pain for the remainder of my meal. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. So well, who said you'd be in pain? Well, no. So like, I would say I would go for something like the garlic pepper or something like that, where you get the garlic flavor and then it's a little spicy, and then I can offend people all day long just by walking by them. If it's not burning coming out, it's not hot enough. If if it's not burning coming out, it's not. See, I, I, I'm pretty sure Kevin and I don't go by that that mantra, right, Kevin? No, no, no. no, no. And then because uh, Chris is out in Las Vegas, Nevada, right now, there's a place called Voodoo Wing Company. Now, I would have to think that any company that uh, puts with their food puts the word voodoo in front of it. My guess is it's probably very, very hot stuff. So, I have had these wings, um, not the hot ones, but uh, you, they were very good. You, you you've eaten a voodoo? Yes. Boy, you're just a worldly guy. You've been everywhere, yes, and you've have, eaten uh, everywhere. Yeah, the last uh, last time we went to the to Vegas um, was it two years ago, a year and a half ago. Um, we we stopped in um, just to get a quick lunch on on our way to the airport, and I uh, picked up some. They were very good. I tell you what, give me your address, and what I'll do is right now I will order you wings online, and I'll send it to your house. <laughs> So they have a hundred wings for eighty five dollars. Wow, that's great! That's less than a dollar a wing. It's eighty five cents a wing. Wow! So, so be be on the lookout for a truck pulling up in front of your house and a forklift. Six wings is a dollar a wing. I guess. So anyway, that's that's pretty good. Wow, my God! 
Who orders a hundred wings? Me. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, if you think about it, uh, I mean, I've got five five people in my family right now, and when they get grown, to say, "Hey, we're all eating twelve wings." You're what at seventy at that point? Seventy-two. Really, twelve wings? Can you eat? I got. I can't. I can eat twelve wings. Yes. Oh yeah, twelve. Twelve 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 to fifteen. Twelve is my standard. Twelve is your standard. You, you, we have a Kevin standard for wing I, consumption. I do. I do. I, if I, go, I hate going to places where it's like five, ten, or fifteen. Dang it! I wanted twelve. I didn't. You know, because ten, I'm going to be a little bit hungry, and fifteen is too much. I'm like, <laughs> get the fifteen. Get, you know, go with the because you know what happens. You and you, stretch your belly just out like a me. You're gonna just like you said. Ten's not enough. Fifteen's too much. But you're gonna say, you know what? Give me the fifteen. I mean, and I'll leave some for later, and you won't. No, You'll eat all no, 15. No. I mean, if you put – I was raised, you clean your plate. Right. Yeah. You put it on your yes. plate. Same with us, yeah. So the trick is don't put it on your plate to begin with. <laughs> yeah. In theory, yeah. that works. But you eat the 15, and then you go, oh, I feel like a fat bastard now. Oh, get the 10, and they get the celery and uh, carrots yeah. to go with it. That's not the same, is it, though? No, it's not no, the same. No. It's not the Cause, same. Because I don't, I don't – celery and carrots are insulting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, you it's you know like, what? I, I, I never understood why celery got paired with, with wings because it's like, here's this delicious, wonderful, flavorful food and the most tasteless, bland thing nature can provide you to eat. It's a, it's, you've got to consider it this. You, know, it's a, you, you, you burn more calories trying to figure out what it tastes like than you actually <laughs> are Yeah, but it's a palate cleanser. I see. Yeah. Well, see that's, that, no, that's going... what I call the next wing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. that's perfect. But you know, you're right. It's like I, I think the idea is, I think the thought is that the celery cools it down if it's hot. I don't know. But see, you know, Chris, Chris takes the if he, if he wanted to eat like a rabbit, he would, he would be a rabbit. So, but he, no, he won't wonder. do that. He won't do that. So that's why you know the wings. Okay. So get out to Voodoo Wings, Wings Around the Clock, or Wing Stop. Get yourself some wings, and we want you to report back to us, MotormenPC at gmail dot com, and tell us what you think. Go to any one of these places. All right. All right. So we're going to move on now. Our topics here. We're going to really want to cover two things. Um, first of all, Kev, you did six hundred and sixteen miles in one shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You were less than 400 miles from doing a saddle sore 1000. I know, and I so thought about it. Did um, you really? Yeah, because what when I hit the 500 mile mark, and and I was starting to really feel the pain in my my top of my shoulders and, and my neck, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I, I I couldn't turn around and keep doing this. What what I forgot is is you know I have still like you know. 16 hours or 14 hours to pull that off in. Yeah. Um, and, and my trip literally was go, get off, gas, food, go, get off, gas, food. And and I didn't, I didn't like take an uh, elaborate break or an extended break when I was traveling up there. Right. And um, what I figured out is when I got into Columbus, I was like, you kind of get in that zone where, okay, the pain is what it is. <laughs> it's not getting worse, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I've kind of pushed through it. it, it it's kind of, you get that, you push, you push through that initial, like, oh crap, this hurts. It's about how much longer do you want to push through it? <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it honestly almost, it doesn't subside, but it doesn't, it, it, you know, you know, when you break a ball and you ache and hurt, ache, ache and hurt for days, 
but it seems like the first day is always the worst. The second, third day, you're, it's kind of that dull, annoying thing that you can put up with. Um, but right. it, it you, you know, you just figure out a way to, to get through it. Once you get to that point, you know, it, it, it works. And so and that's what I was noticing on the way back. I didn't get, you know, it was like, oh, wow, I'm starting to get sore. And then I would just kind of get get into the zone and, and dang it, if I never ran out of fuel, it would have been awesome. Yeah. But, um, you know, you really only notice it when you're having to get off and move around once you're off the bike. Uh, once I get back on the bike, you, you kind of go through another quick, um, starting to get tight and sore. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, you, you kind of didn't notice it anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're still sore. Yeah, you're still tight. But when I, I was telling people I couldn't imagine when I first got there doing a saddle sore. I, I'm like, how in the world? After I've gotten back, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. It, it's possible. So you think you, you think it's more mental than it is physical? Part of it is physical, um, def, definitely, just because there, there is that pain and that strain, and it depends on how your bike's set up. You know, if you've got right. a comfortable, comfortable, ergonomic bike, it, it's going to work out better for you. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I do have a little bit of a reach, and so I, I was expecting exactly what I experienced, just because I, I know my bike. Now, of course, the um, route plays a big part. Now we're going to talk about that in a second. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah really. So here's some of the guidelines. This is set down by the Iron Butt Association if you're going to do a Saddle Sore 1000. First things first, the registration fee to do this is $49 for the basic package. Okay, that that concludes the verification patch, backplate for your thing, and your certificate. That's it. If you want to get the bigger package, which includes a bunch of other stuff, it's $56. And then, of course, they have different prices for all different types of you know, patches or whatever you want to have there. So that's the, a, what's that? Go ahead. It's important to know that that is after you have done it. You that's don't right. Have to like, you don't have to say on this day, I'm going to go do this ride. And, and when you're on the ride, you don't have to worry about pushing yourself. It's I completed it. I've got all my documentation and I don't really see why they would reject this. So here's some money to get my stuff. Exactly. So now here's the guidelines that they have set down. Some of the things that we're not going to we're not going to read it verbatim, word for word. But here is just some of the uh, guidelines. Step one is to choose a safe route. So you want to be, you don't want to be driving through your urban areas when you just because you got to make some time. And then mind you, this is a thousand miles in a twenty four hour period, not in a one day like midnight to midnight. It just has to be within twenty four hours. I think that's the big misconception a lot of people think. You could start at 3 o'clock in the morning, but as long as you finish before 3 o'clock the following morning, you're good. Right? Uh, but you want to pick your safe route. Well, I guess your guess your interstates is your best shot, right, Kev? Yeah, I mean, uh, like when I went, I left here at 6.30 in the morning. I missed the only time I hit traffic is when I got to Columbus, and that was rush hour traffic. Other than that, I missed all the traffic going. Um, Cincinnati got a little hairy, but... You know, it, it when you think about it, I got six hundred sixteen miles, ten and a half hours. So ten I had, and a half hours, okay. So you're average right around sixty miles an hour you were averaging. Yeah. Yeah. So and that that's with fuel stops and you know, slowdowns for traffic or or law enforcement. Um so you know, you you're looking at it in that way. Uh so and there there's plenty of time to do it. Yeah. Uh, uh there's actually people I know that have um exceeded the limit to the maximum that will be allowed by the Ironbird Association that have like left early in the morning and been home in time for dinner. Yeah, that's you a know. bit much. Now, I say I don't they'll, know if they penalize you for that. Will they they'll penal- leave at 2 in the morning and then be back at dinner time that evening. Now, will they penalize you for that or not accept it? 
if the roads you ch there's actually a line in here that they 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 look at it and say if 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 the route you said you did you cannot complete doing the speed limit and the amount of time you don't get credit for it yeah i see yeah okay <laughs> so there you go but mostly i think it's you got to pick the nice interstates with least amount of traffic as possible which is very difficult to do and least construction and construction and i get secondary routes might work if as long as you have a lot more interstate i don't mm. know you know uh, st uh step two you have to get your witnesses together you got to get your start witness that's the that's the big thing because you have somebody to um Authenticate that you're starting at the location. Now, whether it's you're getting gas, whether if you're stopping at a Dunkin' Donuts to start with, or it could be your wife as well, or your spouse, your partner, your five-year-old can witness it. I think maybe your dog, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to get your witnesses. That's important. There's someone you know, and you can do that because they they will they will call and verify. So make sure your dog can answer the phone. Uh, you also. Step three is collect and track your fuel receipts. This is critical part of the uh, iron butt because uh, you have to do this. They want the computer timestamp of your first start uh, of your start, and of course that would be official start location. You want the computer t stamp, and they also need the I guess the, I guess the time as well. They probably want to see that as well, and that's just something. Uh, receipt tips they have. Try to find gas stations and find one with a receipt with a good location, time, and date on it uh, for the start of your ride. Somebody told me that you could also go to, uh, like, a Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's and get a receipt. I don't I, know about yeah. that. Um, from several people that, that do the long-distance stuff, I yeah. have heard that McDonald's gives, like, the perfect receipt. Really? Okay. Because they usually have the, the time code on there, the time, the, the date, the address, uh, phone number. They almost that, that it has all the contact information on it. Right. Um, and, and so McDonald's is actually something that it's oh, very okay. highly recommended. So and a lot of these now are in the gas station, so you can go fill up and then go in McDonald's and get a biscuit, scarf it down, and and take off or get a coffee or whatever you want. Um, or some and, wings. And or some wings. Right. Or some wings. Right. So uh, some of the things that they want you to make log entries as well with this. You want the date, time, time zone, location, and the odometer reading each time you stop and get fuel. Uh, step four is get an end witness. Just like at the beginning, you need somebody to document that you've actually finished the ride. The other thing that I did notice, which they don't pretty, uh, note here, I guess they do, uh, is that you have to every time you make a specific turn or a change in direction on your route, you have to note that and have it witnessed as well. Uh, do you have to witness, or do you just have to have a receipt from it? Uh, from all everything, you want to have every turn you make documented. So yeah, that, I, don't... I think that's a receipt. They, okay. they consider a receipt like, right. "Hey, I'm here, and right here I said I turn left, and there's a receipt where I was in that spot." Basically, that way you you can't say you cut a corner. It's like cool. I actually exactly. made it to that corner, and then I turned. Because um, when Tim does the Iron Butt 1000, the you know, South Road 1000, right? When he does that. When I do? When you do. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the Sidosaur 1,000 foot. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> I get it from all angles, don't I? <laughs> Step five is prepare, copy, and submit all of your documentation that you get together. And keep copies of it. Now, I, one of the things that they don't mention here in the guidelines, you and I and everybody that I know uses Rever. Now, will they accept a Rever GPX file as a... Uh, Part of the documentation? 
You know, I really doubt it because I can be easily manipulated. You think so? Oh, yeah. I guess it could be. I don't know. I guess it could be. I mean, because think about it. If I have a GPX call, all i got to do is load it up into um, base map. Base camp. Yeah, and base camp. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, but what, what they do. You could also do it in your car and say you did it on your bike. Yeah, you could do it in your car and say you did yeah. it. On your bike. What, yeah, what I've heard from some people is, is they do like having, like, okay, you took your trip, you come back, for you to plot it out on Google Maps and um, actually print that out and then denote on the map. You know, this was a corner stop. This was this stop. And you can kind of label things and, and help them expedite going through the process because they actually follow it and do the calculations and the distances and stuff like that. And if you right. give them the route um, in different different areas, they don't want a big, thick book. But if you just give them, like, the overall, this, this was where I so did, and they can track it. So you're saying you have to do the speed limit for this entire thing? No, you don't well. have to do it. You don't have to do the speed limit. But... The, the the trip you are doing must be able, accomplished by doing the speed limit. So if you're on roads that are have a speed limit of 25 miles per hour right. and you somehow pulled off a 1,000-mile ride in 24 <laughs> hours on a 25-mile-per-hour road, yeah. you know, they that's don't, a, they don't encourage speed. They also will not let you do or log or become uh, anything in excess of 1,800 miles in 24 hours. So if you come in there, that they because they, what they don't want to do is start start a competition of I can do the same thing faster. Yeah, that's not what this is about. This right. is about endurance, right? Um, in a day or yeah. thirty six hours or forty eight hours. So, well, the, you know the, th- the funny thing is, is a lot of people uh, what they'll do is they'll combine the Saddlestar one thousand with the Bun Burner fifteen hundred, and they'll do those because the Bun Burner is fifteen hundred miles in thirty six hours. So if you're already a thousand miles into the ride, get some sleep for a few hours, get back on a bike and finish up your five hundred. Well, I mean, and what you, what I know of a couple of guys have done is is they'll do seven hundred and fifty miles, they'll stop, they'll actually get a hotel room, and then they'll get up the next morning and they'll take off again doing the other seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. They may not make the saddle sore, but they'll get a burn burner out of it. There you go. So that's it. So what we're going to do is, Kev, I'm going to do the uh, the run to Barber. All right. And then uh, I'll, I'll get my saddle sore. And then what you're going to do is you're going to ride back to New Jersey with me <laughs> to get your saddle sore. <laughs> you know, I've actually thought about, um, and a couple guys did this last year. They took off from my local area, and they rode down to Key West. There um, you go. And they the, the route they took had them being like 80 miles short. Um and so they were like, we'll just hit this and then loop around and then come back down. And for some reason, they got down there, and uh, I think the weather had just beat them into submission because it was, you know, July or August. I'm yeah. just, you know, stupid hot month. And um, they decided that it's, it's not – they're not going to achieve it, but they made the effort, and, and you can't – you can't knock a guy for trying, right? I mean, that, that's so how – from where you thing. are down to Key West is 1,000 miles? The route they had chosen. Oh, the route they chose. Okay. You know, if if you swing over and if you head toward Mississippi and then and then uh, head south, um, there's a couple of highways where you could run a pretty decent clip to head down to Mobile. Mm-hmm. So you know would, you could you could do it that way. Um, well, I would I think I don't that, remember that exact route, but yeah. uh, you know it, it, it's. I mean, two to Gulf Shores where I'm at, it's about 250 miles interstate. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, so then, you know, Florida is 
That's what concerns me about it. Is it, it's 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 just it's just Florida. It's long and straight. You know what? You know what? Florida. I've got it. I've got it for you. You got to do Americade next year. Go from your house straight up to Americade, and you'll get your saddle, sir. I can't say that I haven't considered that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You but, do. We'll, we'll meet you there. But but part of the problem is is do I really care that much to get the saddle? Sir? That's, <laughs> Come on, that's, you have to. Um, all right, all right. I'm now not, we're gonna. I mean, it, it, it's something I'm 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 toying with, but um, you know, I, I've been toying with a lot more for a lot longer that I've never done. To <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you are in you're you're in Birmingham, right? Bur bur bur. Wait, yeah. you know what? Hold it. Wait. Uh, come on. Where is it? Uh, the Barber Vintage Motorcycle Museum. We'll, we'll go right from there. From there. All right. So from my house to Key West is 920 miles. Oh, geez. See? That's easy. You could do that. So I got to get 80 more miles. And that's actually, uh, that's not even going interstate the whole way. You're only on interstate the second, the first third. You're not even on interstate. All right. From the Barber, there you go. Well, it's a little long, I guess. You'll have to, from Barber. To Lake George for Americade, it's eleven hundred and forty-three miles. Oh, that actually reminds me of something that um, I know somebody that got caught with this. You can't trust the odometer on your bikes. Oh, really? Yeah, because like if you if you ever compare rever to your bikes, yeah, there, there's a, there's a margin of error, and okay. there's been a lot of people that they'll go and they'll map it out and say between this point and this point is 980 miles and their their bike is saying 1010. Wow, that's a big that's a big yeah. disparity. Wow. So, it, well think about it. If you have a 4% um, margin of error, mm-hmm. then at 1000 miles that's 40 miles. Yeah. Wow. So, so I know I know it's like hey, I'm going to do a a, a, a Sadosaur 1000. It's really a Sadosaur 1100 or 1050. <laughs> And and that's why I mean like the, all the numbers that I've been given for my ride I've been using from River, which are different than what my odometer says. Oh really? Ah. Yeah, like I, I was actually watching it, like, like um, and my my odometer was slightly more than what the River was giving me. Uh, okay. All right. So now listen. One of the things we wanted to talk about, and is you can this is all you. You went to the AIM Expo in Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What kind of bikes did you ride? What did you see there? Who did you talk to? Um, and all that crap, Ola. So I talked to, uh, I think I got like 10 or 11 interviews. Um, wow. So I, I talked to, uh, you know, Cardo, Cena, Yamaha, um, Indian, which I was actually very disappointed in Indian, but um, Indian. Um, I talked to ADV Woman, who I think has been on your show. Uh, oh, you're talking uh, Pat Jacks? Yeah. Pat Jakes. Talk to Pat. Pat J- okay, great. Uh, very nice lady. I enjoyed talking to her. Uh, talk to other just smaller smaller vendors. Um, uh, you know, Giant Loop is, is somebody I talked to last last time who, uh, you know, if he, if he remembered me. That was the surprising thing. He was like, hey, man, how's it been going? You need to do another recording? And I didn't really say anything to him. So it, it was it was really cool um, to kind of get back and see these guys and, and a few others. Um, so, you know, and, and we'll have – I'll. I've got, I've got those shows independently edited. Now I've got to edit all those interviews together. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to get it out uh, the twenty seventh or between the twenty seventh and the thirtieth of September. That's that's my goal. Right. It's, it's it's a lot of editing, 
And, so uh, uh, was was AIM everything you expected it to be? No. Oh, really? Did it fall short? Um, AIM was really weird this year. Uh, so the, the, they started off with a keynote, and in the keynote they really talked about we've got to start reaching millennials. This is a topic that every podcast has been talking about lately. It's really been a hot, hot button subject. And, and basically, Hey, our core demographic is aging out and the new guys don't want to own anything, let alone, let alone a motorcycle. Uh, so you got to hear a little bit about that. And it's nothing new that hasn't been said on every other pundit show since, you know, all year long. Yeah. But, um, you really felt to come almost a, once we, we, we have to get butts in seats. We have to get people wanting to ride. And to do that, we've got to work together. Once they want to ride, now we can compete. But we need to compete smartly and fairly um, and, and doing that. So the feel between the actual different motorcycle manufacturers, you really didn't hear anybody bad-mouthing anybody else's bikes or products mm-hmm. um, at the actual manufacturer level. What disappointed me about AIM this year is there was a lack of gear. Really? Revit was not there. Climb was not not there. A lot of the major motorcycle helmet manufacturers were not there that were there the previous year. Um, And and other other big names that I saw last year that I talked to that I was actually wanting to talk to uh, both on a, uh, uh, well, I'm going to say professional because it's not like this works, but um, on a, uh, representative of the show level and on a personal level, just to kind of say, hey, my old gear is kind of starting to wear and zip and liners suck. I want to start talking about, you know, uh, d- different kind of gear that, that may be more waterproof without going the the, the high end. Uh, yeah, so this, so this aim was primarily all about the power sports. It was all about the bikes and all that. Well, and, and there were a lot more power sport vehicles. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, a lot, there were, lot of ATVs. And, there yeah. were slingshots with hoods on them. There were, um, you know, and, and, and we did a roundtable with um, uh, Cleveland Moto Cafe Racer Podcast and um, uh, Will Nerds. We kind of did a, a, a roundtable that uh, I think Cafe Racer Podcast is going to be putting out. So, we, you know, everybody kind of pitched in. Um, you know, at the beginning of the show, I really felt good about it. But as the show went on, I kind of got a little bit sour because the energy just never really picked up. Now, last year, I went on a consumer day right after a hurricane, and the energy level was about the same. Hey. I was really expecting this to be more high energy. And the vendors seemed to be a little disappointed, too. Um, hmm. they, they didn't seem to be getting a lot of the dealers in that they thought they would. Uh, being where they were located, okay. it was just a different feeling. Now, have you have you ever been to the uh, the IMS, the International Motorcycle Shows? No. Okay. Because uh, whenever we went, we, we didn't get the same kind of feeling out of that. We thought uh, there was always I don't want to say high energy, but it wasn't dull. Well, and, and this is a different kind of show. I mean, yeah. one I went on a media uh, dealer days, right? So yeah. there's no fans there. Most of the people here are doing business, right? I could have, I, I mean, there were ne- there was never a demo ride that ran out of bikes. Oh, really? There was never a time where, I'm sorry, you have to wait till the next ride because the 10 versions of that bike were, were missing. It was, I'm sorry, you have to wait to the next ride because the one street bob is out. So wait 20 minutes and then you'll ride the next one. Uh, okay. Well, let's you get know, into the, let's get into the bikes while we're talking about that. Um, you know, I want to say some of it for my show, but, uh, 
Uh, what okay. I'll tell you is I was I did I started off the day by riding a, a Kawasaki Z900, the new one that's very similar to the uh, FZ9 uh, and FZ10 um, uh, uh, from from Yamaha. Fun little bike, uh, very nimble, very fast. I really had a fun time on that bike. Uh, it'll just it'll it'll you twist the throttle, it takes off. Okay. Um, and I had a private tour. It was me and the guy, and that was it, just two of us. Wow. And um, uh, he uh, definitely took me off of the plane route. Wow. Uh, because he put his blinker on and then stopped and then turned, turned the other direction. It, 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 the, the ride was forever long. And oh, good. Thoroughly en- enjoyable. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that one. When we, we got on the interstate and just, and just let it rip. Oh, good. Um, so, so now you got you did get the chance to ride. And I know you, you can you can save a lot of this, but you yeah. did get a chance to ride some of the Harleys, right? Uh, the only Harley I ended up riding was the Street Bob. This was I mean, the Street Bob, the Fat that, Bob. Okay, the Fat Bob, the Fat Bob. Can you tell um, me what your initial? I, I got, I've gotten some reports from other people, but what was your initial impression of this departure from for Harley Davidson? It's it's it, it didn't feel like it was a, a huge departure. Oh really? Yeah, I mean they they moved the spring. Um, and and everything, it once you got the bike rolling, mm-hmm. it, it felt very similar. Okay. Um, felt it felt light, but you got the big fat front tire. So uh, when you're adjusting to that, the the lightness kind of disappears when you're hitting that that width of the tire until you get it rolled over. Um, once you start learning how to muscle it around, and I say muscle like it's hard. It's, it's not really. It's just you got to give it just a little left extra effort. You're not going to two finger, you know, easily easily. Uh, counter steer this thing um, when you just come from a you know a sport bike okay which is what I, did. I went from, I went from the um, uh, BMW to that one with with narrow tires on it so but it, I, I did enjoy it. Um, it it was a fun ride I love this in person I love the stance I love the the look of it I love the sound and the feel of it um, but I don't I, I think a lot of people were overreacting but it it, it was a very rigid ride oh really you know, it wasn't this soft, plush, cushy ride. It, I came back. I hit plenty of, of, of ruts and, and uh, pavement uh, issues, and, and I felt them. Okay. Oh, wow. How about that? Did uh, any motorcycle there, did you come away from that with from any motorcycle saying, this is the bike that I want to drive off on? Not necessarily drive off on, but this is a bike that I would love to have in my garage for the for a, a, a day. The BMW R9T Urban. No kidding. That was a fun little bike. Uh, rough, raw, rattling, shaking. Um, you twist <laughs> really? The, you, twi- you twist the throttle, and the bike actually lurches to the right. No kidding. Yeah, uh, you just you feel it at, at all times. To, it, it, it just it, it, it just it's a mean little grumpy little bike, and so I absolutely a whole lot it. of wrong, huh? <laughs> I mean, I just, I got on it and I was just like, oh, wow, this thing's really got some, some character to it, you know, and you hit the throttle and it, it kind of, ooh, you know, you, I mean, you, you can feel it moving underneath you. Um, once you're moving, you're fine, but at a stop, you, you hit the throttle and blow up the throttle and it, it, you know, you feel it push to that side. Um, huh. And then you get going and it, I mean, it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that bike. Is that a bike that I'm going to take on a trip? Absolutely not. <laughs> is it a bike to cruise around the city and, and take fast breaks on interstate or, or for commute on? Possibly, if I don't have to carry a lot or any. Right. Um, 
you know, just, just a, a fun in and a more of an around town bike. Um, would probably be fun on uh, twisties, like, you know, I'm, hey, I'm heading out of L.A. And, and heading up to the mountains and coming back or, or down the canyon and coming back. Um, you know, I'm not going to be gone all day, just a few hours. It would really, really, that that one caught my eye. I would love to ride that one again. All right, cool. Uh, um, now, AIM is going to be in Vegas next year. Yeah. Would you consider going to that? Uh, we're in negotiations and <laughs> negotiations, um, huh? Uh, and the and the reason being is is I know it, it may sound like hey you know aim was you know eh well it, it, it aim was good I mm-hmm. I enjoyed going I had a great time connecting yeah. and and talking to people and, and the experience um, it was well worth it I I don't know what the fan days were like this year because I didn't go on the fan days and I couldn't stay for the fan days right that could totally change. The, the, the outset of the bike. I will say this. As I was leaving, motorcycles were pouring into Columbus. Wow. Yeah. Um, the parking area in the garage where I stayed, uh, well, it wasn't in the garage. I, I got a rant about that. You'll listen to it in my show. But um, where, where I stayed just overnight doubled in, in motorcycles. So you wow. we went for probably 10 to 25 and just overnight preparing for the next day. Not even considering the people coming into town that day, right. so it, it, it I, I think the fan portion of it's going to be fun. I think the demos in that area would be fun. I wish I'd have been able to demo more bikes, but I had other interviews that got rescheduled that that got in my way. Sure. I will say this: I did ride the new Venture from Yamaha. Oh, you did? I did. We, we talked about that bike a couple weeks yep. ago. Yeah. And, and what uh, are your what are your initial? You so we'll save it all for your show. But what's your well, I'll, initial I'll thoughts? This. I'll say this: if you are considering a touring bike it's worth considering but if you're looking at the eluder just look how how the 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 bags on the back of it very spacious but then if you like look at a picture where the the top the 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 seat backrest for the passenger for the uh, venture goes on the eluder it's gone but there's still all that bag back there that it's it's just a lot of big stuff, and I don't know that it has a practical purpose. It, oh, okay. It, that's the only part of those bikes that I was kind of like, wow, that's big and wide. and. So you're not selling me? Well, on the Eluder, probably not. But the Venture, it, it, uh, it's a capable motorcycle. Okay. All right, good. Of cool. course, the, 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 the rev limit is at 4,500 RPMs, which pissed me off. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's like it's like and shift. Dang it, I wasn't even going yet. You, you weren't know? moving. Shift. So. All right, so tell us. Well, so as you you're from the uh, Throttled podcast, you are the guy. So why don't you tell us what's going on with Throttled uh, over the next week or two? What are you guys are up to? Well, um, wow. So we just had our 100th episode, which, like I said earlier, you, you were on, and thank you very much again for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so we, we've got the interviews that I'm trying to put together right now. That, that's for AIM. Uh, so those will be coming out hopefully by the 30th of, of September 2017. After that, we're going to do a live show and then Barber's the next weekend. So I got Barber in less than 10 days. Nice. Uh, well, actually, uh, 11 days. Uh, but um, so we, we've got that going on, and I have no idea what that's going to be. Um, if you are going to Barber, um, we're going to do a ride on uh, that Saturday just for some listeners. It's going to be a short little jaunt just out and back from Barber, uh, probably around lunchtime. Um, tune into the show and sign up to our Facebook and Twitter accounts to get more info on that when I decide what we're actually going to do. Cool, cool. 
Sounds awesome. All right, so what we're going to do now is just very briefly, before we're going to close out the show, please go over to our The Motorcycle Men podcast uh, website and check out Where's Woody. You can find out where he's at. Right now he's uh, he's departing Spain on his way to an unknown destination. Have you been following Woody? You know, I, I only only when you mention him on the show. Okay, yeah. All right, so he's like, we don't we don't know where he's headed, but all we know he's headed somewhere. And if you go over to the Chrome Poll page, we've got brand new polls up on the page, and we're not going to go over brief. I'll just give you uh, an idea what some of the what the uh, questions are on there. Oops, that was uh, where's Woody? We don't want that. Uh, the Chrome Poll page. Uh, what's on there now is uh, your buck. What is your bucket list journey? Do you want to do on a motorcycle? The other one is, do you farkle? And also, does your bike have a mojo? And what you do need you to make that buckle list bucket list multiple selection? It is, it is, it is. No, uh, all these are all all these are multiple choice. And what do you listen to when you ride? The other question is, what do you use a headset communication device? And what rallies have you attended? These are, these are the uh, Chrome poll page. Just go check those out and give give us your answers, so we get an idea what kind of riders in you are. All right, very um, cool. Also, go to our Facebook page, which is Motorcycle Men Podcast on Facebook. Press that like button. And send us notes and letters and stuff like that. Uh, also, please go to our website and also sign up on our mailing list. Uh, it's MotorcycleMen.us. Get on our mailing list, and we'll send you uh, stickers and stuff. Tell stickers us where you're and at. Stuff. And uh, don't forget to patronize our supporters and our other friends and fellow podcasters like the Throttled Podcast. Go and check those guys out. And, of course, uh, Loud Pipes Podcast, Motorcycles and Misfits. Liza just got back from uh, Pakistan. Yeah, how did they, they, go? they did the Chickistan thing. They had the great time, Good. and she got back a few days ago, and she's still suffering with jet, jet lag. So, uh, go- yeah, I, I was telling uh, Clay Lamoto and um, Will Nerd, uh, Chuck, Chuck, and them um, that part of the problem is is there's so many good quality shows out and so little time that I'm actually driving now. And like in a, like, if I'm only going to work three days a week, that leaves. You know, six hours to listen to twelve hours worth of podcast. Exactly. Yeah, I and, know. And so I, I usually have to, 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 to start trimming and cutting around, and then well, you get disconnected. Well, that's so, what, that's the joy of listening to podcasts at one and a half or two times speed, because you can get through them real quick. <laughs> I, I've, I've I've tried that before, but. I, I feel like I missed something. Like I'll tune out for a second and then miss something. And, and yeah. Well, I found know. that. Well, I know with our show. I can't listen to it on one and a half times speed because the sound effects sound really weird when they're really <laughs> fast like that. It just sounds I hate very to tell bizarre. you, but they sound weird all the time. <laughs> I don't know why people don't like the sound effects. I think that I didn't say out. I didn't like them. I just said they sound weird. All well, the I'm time. just saying somebody has. Well, everybody has some. Except for the one that Chris has fallen in love with, a little that, nail chalkboard. Yeah, yeah, chalkboard. Oh, the yeah, chalkboard! That, that oh my God, no! Don't please don't hit that. Yeah. But it's the that other one that I'm glad I can't hear them right now. Right. Well, it's the one that uh, he's spamming that. One of you, the one that apparently you told me you were singing when you were getting out of your truck that day. Dun, yeah, you used it like ten times, and I got out of the truck, and I was like, I, was, I found Dang myself it. humming it. Like ten seconds later, I was just like, "Son of a." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it is funny you should say that because I found myself doing it too a couple times, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you go uh, go over our website, and check that out again. again who is it? Cleveland Moto, check those guys out. They're very. I would say if you want if you want to just hear about hear three guys talking like you're sitting with your bar buddies and you're talking and you want to hear cursing and, and sexual innuendo, you listen to us. If you want to hear smart people talk about motorcycles, you listen to everybody else. 
That's pretty much what it, what it boils down to. Like, you know, if you're working on your bike, you t- listen to Cleveland Moto or Motorcycles and Misfits. These guys will help you through stuff. And then you listen to Throttle Podcast, you get Larry over there to tell you about uh, what's going on in the paddock, all the, all the racing stuff. That's great. Yeah, yeah we've really gotten positive feedback on pretty much everything Larry does. You know, I, I don't get any good feedback, but, you know, I, I, I get the pleasure of producing the show but and, and, and hosting Larry as, as a wonderful contributor. But, um, yeah, he really he really uh, strives in, in, in his reporting of the all the racing. And, you know, hopefully next year we could take Moto America on as well. Um, I'll probably have to help him out a little bit with that. And, you know, we're kind of hoping if we do flat track coverage, it's a little bit – more competitive yeah well you know that, that's good I, you know, like I said, well, I said it once before we don't cover racing because we don't no. give a crap no. you know it's interesting but we it's don't not what it. we do it's not our thing yeah, that's cool but uh, alright okay, well tell everybody how they can get in touch with you and listen to you guys and where you're at and all that crap all of alright so throttledpodcast.com is our website you can uh, email us feedback at throttledpodcast.com uh, also, Facebook is uh, Throttled Podcast. Instagram and Twitter is at Throttled Show. That was easy. Now, there you go. And again, uh, what you do is you listen to all the other podcasts first, and then listen to us, and then you'll go away going, running, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and it's really funny how every show is different. We, we're really news-based, and, and we give our opinions like, anybody really cares but you know we're really news-based we like to cover what's going on currently in the motorcycle world um other shows are kind of like what you said you know it's like you guys here's 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 topics and we're going to just have fun with it and and talk about it or whatever else is happening in your lives related to motorcycles um and and every show has its own different outlook on it you know motorcycles and misfits um you know they'll, they'll get more into uh, the the, the nitty gritty details. Cleveland Moto is the same way. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, Cafe Racer. Everybody has their own little view and own little special element they bring to it. Their own little dynamic, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's really kind of cool how different the shows are, and we're all talking about the same basic topic and and, and things overall. You know, I listened to uh, Larry over Creative Writing uh, the other day when he just released his episode. And you know he's a smart guy. He's really, yeah. he's connected. He's in the industry. He's no and he knows a lot of stuff. He's a smart kid. And I came away from that episode feeling like I was a complete moron. Well, he actually on the one we talked about, I think the Fat Bob. He sent me a message on Facebook said, "I really like what you had to say about that." And I was like, huh, you know, coming somebody in the industry that 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 makes us feel somewhat related, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, because I'll admit, uh, you know. I, when I when I started this podcasting thing and writing stuff, I, I knew no more than anybody else that has the internet. So, and I still probably just know that. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, before we depart, thank you very much for being on the show with us. Thank, oh, thank you, you for having me. sitting in. I appreciate it. Now, as as promised at the beginning of the show, before we depart, you got it. I, I think I got it. You got it. I think I got it. He's got it. He's got it. Because all right, guys. So I'll see you later. Have no. <laughs> <laughs> As promised, we're gonna give give Kevin his rider name, and and again because I try, I was thinking this whole time, what's it gonna be? It's got to be something for Kevin. It's him, you know. I was thinking, well, Bama because he's from Alabama, and then you know, that's no, it's not Bam Bam. No, it, it doesn't. It, I was thinking, something that does does him justice, and and just. But now, now that I've been sitting here staring at your picture from below, 
<laughs> I can only think of one thing. Uh-oh, you were exporting there. Nostrils. <laughs> That's you know, what it, I see. It, it, really, it really doesn't apply. I have to say it. it, it I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, that, that's one thing. Let me tell you, I, I love this little machine I got, but the fact that they put the camera all the way down next to the daggone, uh, uh, it's not at the top of the screen, it's at the very bottom of the screen next to the base of the computer. Yeah. It's the worst camera angle ever put on a And I'll tell you another reason why it's been, now it could be, it could be nostrils. I know you're not happy with that, or it's going to be belly because, because <laughs> I see that. Yep. But it has nothing to do with motorcycles. Uh, well, neither does, neither does junk or, or, or buck two. I like Bam Bam myself. Do you like Bam Bam? Bam Bam. I, I, can, I, can, I, can I, I can go with that. That's Bam a good Bam. Idea. Bam Bam. Okay. Okay. Very good. So uh, we're going to we're gonna give you that. Uh, Bam Bam. I like that. Okay. Good. All right. So uh, I am. Uh, this is Motorcycle Men Podcast. Yes, it is. It's been episode 111. And for Chris the Joker, who is not here. We're going to say uh, we're going to sign off now, and I want to also say uh, I'm Ted Wrongway, your host of the podcast, and Tim Buck Two. You know what I don't have ready is your sound, Tim. You don't have my sound ready. That's not true. I do. I take I take that back. It's right here. All right, there you are. And we don't have the monkey sound, so no, we don't have to go to that. No monkey and, sound. And also, also. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Bam Bam McKinney from the <laughs> from the Throttled Podcast. You want to say anything before you sign off? Uh, just thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll do it again sometime. Yes, we will. Okay, and Jim. ride like nobody sees you. Do you have a sign off? Say something. That's, you said your sign off. I, I pretty much, you know, ride safe, everybody. Okay, cool. And I am Ted. And remember, kids, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>